Legends of Wasteland City is a post-apocalyptic anthology series and may contain references to drugs, sex, and violence along with the occasional vulgarity. You've been warned. Schofield's Drifters, Contingencies, Chapter 1. The wastes can be a lonely, dangerous place. Some people survive by staying alone, keeping a low profile. Others form or join tribes staking out their claim to a bit of land, relying on safety in numbers and repelling all threats to their strongholds. Schofield's drifters, much as how they do everything, take a different path. Claiming no territory, they wander where their interests and missions take them, sometimes alone, sometimes in small groups sometimes in larger groups, but never all together at one time or in one place. No one is quite sure how many there are, but wherever one of them appears to be vulnerable or in trouble, it always seems like backup is there in the nick of time. The only place where you're guaranteed to see them in any numbers is the annual Great Gathering at Wasteland City. Even at this ostensibly neutral trading and celebratory week-long meeting, with thousands of Wastelanders coming together to barter, negotiate, trade stories, eat and drink whatever others have found through the year of scavenging and simply rejoice in surviving another year after the apocalypse. Only an ever-changing subset of the Drifters comes each time. Led by Doc Schofield, one of the few people who remember the time before the fall, and Captain Digits, the Drifters provide protection services, broker information, collect and trade unusual elixirs and tinctures found and refined by their medicinalist sutler, and trade technical artifacts. While that last bit is indeed true, and Schofield's Drifters has acquired a reputation for buying and selling valuable relics from the before times, there is one particular item of interest which only a few members are aware of. That is the touchstone device, an energy source that Doc believes was developed by the military scientist who was both Doc's mentor and Digit's grandfather. But even when the fate of the world is looking you in the eyes, you still have to figure out how to score your next meal. Thirty-seven AF after the fall. The captain added a line in the ragged, leather-bound ledger and sighed. No matter how long she stared, the numbers didn't tell a different story. Nine months of work by the entire tribe, and this is all they had to show for it. She respected the old man, but if Doc kept making deals like this, they'd be out of business by the end of the year. She took another swallow of the clear liquid in the tin cup in front of her. At least he made Esther. She heard the door open and dropped her hand down to her python, relaxing only when she didn't hear any footsteps. She'd be damned if she could explain how that gray beard could tread so softly. No one could sneak around like Doc Schofield. How are things looking, Digits? They'd look a damn sight better if you hadn't donated our services to the buzzards. Six months alone in the Sierras had put a fine edge to her already razor-sharp temper. Not that she didn't relish sneaking over the passes, hunting in the mountains, and riding through the desert to the east. But the snow and isolation definitely had its bad side. She had just gotten used to not having to deal with people. Civilization, she thought, definitely had its drawbacks. Donated? We got 200 caps for three days' work. 
We spent more than that pouring liquor down everyone's throat. Plus the sunk costs in building the command post, the transport, pulling people out of paying gigs. Come on, Doc. We lost our shirts on that. What were you thinking? Nork even lost his sniper rifle. Doc Schofield took a deep breath. <sighs> Digits did a fine job managing the tribe. While the drifters bore his name, they shared equally in the operation of the group, each bringing their own particular strengths and skills to the operation. It was the captain's persistence, guile, and deal-making that kept them solvent. Most of the time, they were in close agreement, but Digit's focus on the money and Doc's interest in somewhat more esoteric pursuits highlighted their differences. He'd have to tread carefully to avoid becoming the recipient of the captain's notorious short temper. He counted off on his fingers. Look at what we gained out of the deal. The trolling buzzards trust us for security. We built a ton of goodwill with the northern tribes. We've established a base outside of our territory in proximity to your mountain haunts. We took the prize out from under Patton's nose and then turned around and engineered things so he got his launcher anyway. You mean you gave it away when he would have paid anything for it? Yeah, true. But now we have an ally in him and some level of respect from the rest of the tribes that were there. And Nork actually upgraded his armory with the new rifle. Not to mention him recruiting a whole posse of rangers. She smiled at the memory of the young ferals all proudly wearing her war paint. Fine. But goodwill and respect doesn't buy guzzoline, food, ester, or explosives. If we're going to make it to the gathering, we're going to need all of those. Doc raised an eyebrow. You sure you want to take explosives into Wasteland City? After last year? Captain Digit scowled at the memory. They were fortunate that the bounty hunter hadn't bothered to read the dossier and just came in guns blazing. While the loss of the case of C4 to Sheriff Ranger had hurt her wallet and stung her pride, she, Doc, and Icarus had managed to protect Touchstone and get it back safely to its secure location, where it would stay hidden until they found a way to harness its energy. If it were to be controlled and properly used, it could transform the wastes and help build a new civilization. Of course, a device with that energy potential could also be an effective weapon capable of wiping out the western third of the continent. You're the one with the grand plan to blow that old dam. <sighs> We're not blowing a dam. The dam has been gone for over a century. We're blowing part of the plant. And we're only doing that if the key doesn't work. Given the location, I'd much rather get in and out quickly and quietly. The explosives are just for contingency. Digits gave him a lopsided grin. And we always have a contingency. Right, Doc? That's what's kept me around all these years, Captain. Digits picked up her blade and checked the load in her python. Now let's go see what the Grand Imperator has left us. Contingencies was written by Digits and Doc Schofield of Schofield's Drifters and adapted for audio by Mike Makeshift Darling. Narrated and edited by Makeshift. Doc Schofield was played by Jay Preston and Digits was played by Megan Hensley. Legends of Wasteland City is a production of the Apocalypse Post. Stick around after the break for more info about today's episode. When the heat is on, and you're pulling up dust trails behind those oncoming raiders, it's time to grab a Carrion Cola. Yes, fellow Wastelanders, only Carrion Cola can deliver all the unessential vitamins, minerals, electrolytes, and crude oils all in one slurry. There's nothing like it. Really. 
crack open a bottle of Carrion Cola and delight in its unforgettable texture and aroma. Carrion Cola, <laughs> you've had worse things in your mouth. Out of gasoline, Raider Gang falling apart, sounds like you can use a prayer. What a lovely day to head on over to Vinyl and Wax on Etsy and choose from a huge selection of Mad Max character prayer candles. Show up to the Thunderdome in style, right eternal. You know, these parts of the wasteland used to be crawling with raiders. Folks that just couldn't get along and tried to take things that wasn't theirs. And they got away with it for a little while too. But then all that changed the day Dead Raider Jerky came to town. Now in three styles, original, spicy rads, and extra crispy. Every sack of Dead Raider Jerky is slow roasted to tender perfection on a hot rock under the red sky, the way mama nature intended. Dead Raider Jerky, fuck it, let's eat the bastards. Hey Survivors, thanks for listening to the first episode of Legends of Wasteland City, featuring a story from Schofield's Drifters. For those that don't know, Schofield's Drifters are a real-life tribe at Wasteland Weekend, which is a post-apocalypse festival in Southern California that's been taking place yearly since 2010, except for 2020. It's not a LARP, but it is immersive, and so costumes mandatory, and a lot of attendees will create a character and sometimes write their backstory or lore, which is exactly what this story, Contingencies, is. In this episode, you heard them talk about The Gathering, the gathering of the tribes. And that goes back to Wasteland Weekend lore, that the festival is taking place during the once a year gathering of the tribes, a time for all survivors to come together, barter, and celebrate another year of just being alive in the apocalyptic future. Even warring factions observe a ceasefire during the gathering, enforced by the elite guard, a la Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and a small band of war boys right out of Fury Road. But that doesn't mean that tensions there are any lower. Contingencies will be told in six parts, and then we're going to move to a whole different story for a single episode, this time from Rabbit Asylum. And then we'll wrap up season one with an original story that I've been writing, following the Dukes of the Nuke as they fight off a camp full of raiders, which is going to be an epic adventure. Our two leads playing Doc Schofield and Captain Digits are played by my good friends, Jay Preston and Megan Hensley. You also heard them in the teaser a few months back. They're both professional actors and voice artists, and they're doing such an amazing job with this. You can look them up at theboothofus.com. That's T-H-E-B-O-O-T-H of us.com. In future episodes, you'll be hearing plenty more voices as well, many of them plucked straight out of the Wasteland Weekend community. Uh, it's really exciting just how enthusiastic everyone's been about this and, and jumping in in any way they can. It's pretty inspiring. If you want to help us continue to make more Legends of Wasteland City on the Apocalypse Post, you can pledge any amount at patreon.com slash the Apocalypse Post. We currently have 35 patrons on there and appreciate every single one of you. And quite a few of them have been supporting us since the beginning. And of course, we've had a few people come and go over the years, but I'd like to make sure we get to keep the stories and great voice work coming. So consider throwing a few caps our way, because if we get to do a season two of Legends of Wasteland City, I really want to be able to offer our contributors a gift from our community for helping keep the stories alive. So today, I'm going to set a goal of 50 patrons to hit before the season is up. We're at 35, so we only got 15 to go. So consider joining many others like yourself in supporting this undertaking. The Apocalypse Post has truly become 
a community effort, not just in funding, but also all the wonderful guests and guest hosts I've had on the show. And over the past year, I've even been gifted some original art that's found its home in our merch stores. You can find a few designs by Sam Bell in my Tee Public store, linked in the show notes, as well as a brand new makeshift shirt featuring an awesome rendering of yours truly by the infamous Critical Bigs. It's on pre-sale right now for the month of February, and we're looking for just 40 sales in order to get them printed in bulk. And then everybody can have one. You'll find that in the Apocalypse Outpost store, also linked below. Next episode, we'll be meeting another character as we follow the Drifter's story. And if you thought the sound effects were cool in this episode, just wait for the next chapter as we move outdoors with some big vehicles and weapons coming into play. Thanks again to Digits and Doc Schofield for sharing the story. I was just telling them how much fun I'm having producing this and getting back to my narrative storytelling roots. Um, If you're enjoying this as much as I am, please leave a comment or a thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next chapter. And if you've got a story you think would work on the show, please get in touch. I'd love to hear it and consider it for next season. And that's going to be it for this week, Survivors. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your friends. And if you hated it, share it with your enemies, along with some armed explosives, just for contingency. Until next time, stay alive. And days and days and days and days and days.